Yes, people, it is Friday, which means we are looking at the news, everything that's been going down in the world of MMA. So, people, sit back and let's get it popping. So there had been a lot of talk, right, after Tyson fought Roy Jones Jr. You know, Tyson was like, hey, I'm going to fight again. Because, you know, people wondered, is this a one-off? What's the deal going to be? Right? And, um, yeah, both, both stated that they were down to fight more. Right? But then it was a case of, okay... If, um, yeah, this is going to be an ongoing thing, who next, right? Who next? Now, Kevin McBride, he, he wanted to get his loss back, so that name was floating around. But Evander Holyfield, he had kind of stepped in wanting the fight, which always seemed... An interesting one, right? Because Holyfield had won the two previous fights. You know, yes, granted, one was via disqualification with the, um, you know, with the ear incident. But Holyfield was winning that fight. Right? So it seemed, seemed kind of strange, Holyfield really wanting this fight. Because I think they'd kind of become friends in recent years, you know, so the whole incident is behind them and everything like that. I mean, you can only think, okay, so Holyfield, he won the previous two. He's assuming he's going to win this, so it's just like easy money, you know. But, um, yeah, Holyfield had been chasing the fight, but then, all of a sudden, just recently, word came that, Hollyfield has a fight, right? So Hollyfield will actually be fighting Kevin McBride. So that kind of uh, left, you know, a situation. Who will Tyson be fighting? And now we know. Well, I think we think we know. <laughs> He's come out and said it's gonna be Lennox Lewis, right? Um, he said September. So we don't have enough. Official date. I don't think we've heard from Lewis either, but that's what Tyson's saying. He's going to be fighting Lennox Lewis in September. So this will be the second time, right? They they fought, um, gosh, in two thousand and two. You know, Lewis had all the titles at the time, and um, yeah, Tyson challenged him. I mean. I think when that fight took place, you know what I mean? It it was just like, because this was Tyson on the slide, right? He'd already lost. It's not like he hadn't lost yet. He'd already lost. And he'd lost a few times. So it was a bit like, you know what I mean? To go up against Lewis, who had the reach, the height, you know what I mean? It's just bigger. And he was at his prime at that point. 
So I think you always figured it was only ever going to go one way. And that's what happened. You know, Lewis, he won in, um, gosh, I want to say the eighth round, right? So, um, yeah, I don't know if that fight is going to go any other way. I mean, maybe if Lewis doesn't take it serious at all, because Lewis hasn't fought in 18 years. Hasn't fought in 18 years. Now, I believe, because I think when he was on uh, Rogan a few years back, he said that he, you know, spars and whatnot. So, you know, I'm I'm assuming he's in in shape-ish, just not fight shape, you know? So, I think if he does nothing, (laughs) if he does nothing, maybe Tyson wins. But, yeah, I just don't really see that fight going any other way. And, I don't know, I don't know, man, I'm kind of, I don't really want to see these, right? I'm not, hey, people do what they want to do, you know? But it's just, man, these dudes are old, right? And you're thinking, taking those shots. Because Lewis, he speaks really well, right? So you you kind of assume he's avoided the worst of the CTE. But taking these last, you know, these shots within this fight, that might be the straw and the camel. Yeah, and you just be like, is it worth it? That's my only thing. Is is it worth the extra damage? I don't know if it is. I don't know if it is. I mean, if you're flat out broke, maybe, but if you're not, I don't know. But it's gonna happen. So if you wanna see Tyson Lewis two people, September seems to be the time. You can do that. So when, um, no, who signed first? Anthony Johnson did, yes. Anthony Johnson signed with Bellator, right? And, um, Yon Romero was, you know, he asked for his release from the UFC. So the thought was... Maybe Yol signs with Bellator and that fight happens. But at first, Bellator were like, we don't want Yol Romero, which seemed insane. But then everything changed. Yol signed and that fight was made, right? And even bigger things, it was going to take place in the first round. Of the light heavyweight Grand Prix. So all the marbles on the table. And the winner might go on to become the light heavyweight champion. I mean that's that's a story right there. But it's not going to happen anytime soon. Because word has just come that... Uh, Yo Romero is out of the fight and the light heavyweight Grand Prix. Yeah. 
it's a weird one, right? The fight was already pushed back. It was it was meant to happen last month at Bellator 257, but it got pushed back to Bellator 258. And um, so, you know, everyone's like, yeah, great. But it seems like Romero failed his pre-fight medical tests. And that probably was the reason it was pulled from 257. Because maybe they went, they wanted to check something else out. But it's not going to happen. Right, and he's been pulled from the Grand Prix. Uh, so they said that he's able to retake the test in three months. Now, you'd kind of assume that that would mean it's not drugs, right? Because if it was drugs, you're out for more than like. Three months, there's not a, um, you know, a drug you could be tested positive for where you only get a, a three-month pan. That, that's crazy, right? So, it can't be that. But they haven't specified, you know, what the reason was, which it does seem like a strange one. Because, you know, if you're going to come out and say that, oh, a fighter failed his medicals, so we pulled them from, you know, their upcoming fight, you probably should say what that means. Because it does, I mean, it does sound a bit weird. It doesn't sound great. Now, the fact that you're saying that, they can redo the medicals in three months. I mean, that does kind of indicate that it's not steroids or anything like that. But still, you would kind of expect a little bit more clarification on the situation, you know? Just to, just to set the record and just, you know, ensure... That people aren't thinking anything shysty is taking place. You know what I mean? Like, it, it would just be the sensible thing to do. But, yeah, they're not doing that. Now, I think word is that they're looking to keep Johnson in the Grand Prix and on the card. So, before everything happened... On their first card back, they did have an alternate fight, right? Um, so it was Julius Antalikas against Gregory Millard, and Antalikas won that fight. But the weird thing is, it hasn't. They just didn't just come out and say. Anthony Johnson will be fighting Julius Antaligas. Now, I think people are wondering, oh, can he be ready for that fight? But you'd have assumed that's the job of the alternate. The alternate has to be ready with every up-and-coming grumpy fight because 
they might get called up. That is a job of the alternate, right? Now, it's not like they have to, you know, get ready for every single week. No, just whenever there is a light heavyweight fight coming up, the alternate make sure they're in shape. Make sure that they're ready to, you know, hit 205. That's what they have to do. It's part of the deal. But yeah, we're, we're waiting for clarification to find out what is actually happening. Will Johnson stay on the card? Will he get moved to another date? Right now, we don't know. And hopefully, at some point, we might get a bit more clarification on Yoel Romero. We will have to see. So, people who might have been wondering, what's going on with Rachel Ochovich? Well, now we know, because, hey, it was announced just the other day, she has signed a multi-fight contract with uh, Bare Knuckle. Yeah, it's um, an interesting move, right? Definitely an interesting move, because... I wondered if Rachel might go back to Invicta. You know, it seemed like that was that was a good fit for her. You know, she did well over there. And, um, you know, I mean, there's other things. She could have gone to LFA. They've got some really good female talent. You know, so there were a few options. I mean, Bellator... Are um, trying to beef up their female divisions So there was places Rachel could go And definitely prosper I mean When you look at the talent at Bellator I think Ostrovich would have been definitely One of the better fighters there And she could have challenged for the belt You know Same with um, the LFA but yeah, she signed with Bare Knuckle, right? And straight out the gate, it seems the talk is a fight with Paige Van Sant, okay, which would be a rematch. But I find that very interesting because, you know, when when Paige went over, the talk was, I hey, we wanna we wanna give her some appropriate fights. Before, you know, moving her to fight, um, you know, the, for the belt and whatnot. And it would seem they think that Oshevich is an easy opponent. Because when Pearl Gonzalez signed, they didn't go, oh, let's match her up with um, Paige. But they went with Rachel. I find that very interesting because yes, Paige did win the first fight. You know, she got Rachel with an armbar. But up until that point, Rachel was winning that fight. You know, Rachel had the edge in that fight, but she got caught with the armbar. So I think to to bring her in. And 
kind of assume that Paige, Paige will win? I mean, I, I, that's not, that's not an easy money fight. Definitely not an easy money fight. I also think it's interesting the promotional piece they put out as well. You know, right, because, listen, I think everyone knows Rachel Otovich. She's a very attractive young lady. And instead of, like, I don't know, a shot of her sparring, you know, in a fight, they, they're using, like, glamour shots. And I'm a bit like, she is definitely more than her looks. She's a tough fighter. And, you know, you, you want to promote your organization and your fight being legit. So why not show your fighters as fighters? Right? It seems an odd approach by bare knuckle. You know, to go um this route with it. You know, it, because you're like, listen, yes, your lady fighters, they might be attractive, but they're fighters. You know, they're there to fight. You're not gonna have a guy sign and then have him do glamour shots and, and use that as your um promotional pieces. Yeah, I don't know, bare knuckles, odd, odd move, but it will be interesting to see how Rachel Oshevich will do over there, you know, it's a shame, it's a shame she's not gonna be doing MMA anymore, but I wonder if the fault is, it's less to train, right, it's only two weapons, your left and your right, where, when you're doing MMA, you got to do your kicks, your, your striking, your jiu-jitsu, your wrestling, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of different stuff, a lot of things you can get caught with, so maybe that's the attraction for Rachel and Pearl going across, you know, because I, I wouldn't say it's more violent, I Look at Weidman, you know what I mean? Look at Wiley Zhang getting kicked in the head and knocked out, right? That's pretty violent. So, yeah, I wonder. But it's happened, so uh, let's see um, Let's see if that fight with Paige does come through. Whoa, so you, um, you know, turn your computer on and find out all of a sudden a fight that you figured was happening is off. And not just that, but the fighter is no longer in the organization. And I'm talking about Diego Sanchez, you know, the original winner of the Ultimate Fighter. You know what I mean? The OJ. Season 1, been with the UFC for 16 years, challenged for the belt, hearing, wait, did he challenge for the belt? Hmm, no, actually I'm thinking of Joe Daddy Stevenson, 
Uh, yeah, the younger selves did look similar, right? But, um, yeah, no, Diego, he was, oh man, he was tough as shit back in the day, right? Diego Sanchez put on crazy ass fights. I mean, his fight with Clay Guida got put into the Hall of Fame, right? Put into the Hall of Fame, that says a lot. And I'd imagine that when he retired, Diego might have gone in as well as, you know, a pioneer, maybe. Who knows? But, hey, we knew that he was going to fight Donald Cerrone on the 8th. And that had just suddenly heated up because Cerrone, he, you know, he recalls and he brought up that, hey, when he left Jackson Wink, Sanchez went around talking shit. So he, Cerrone was just like, yeah, you're going to eat those words. Right? Which was interesting because I'd forgotten all about that. Because, you know, then Sanchez left the gym, which was interesting, right? But um, when you you look at the incident, right, you look at why it seems he's left the organisation, you really have to put it all on his coach, Josh Fabia, who has just been the downfall of Diego Sanchez, right, ever since aligning with that clown, Sanchez has just, he seems to have diminished, not just as a fighter, but as a person, which is such a shame to say, there is all of this craziness always attached to him, you know, when Diego is scheduled to do an interview, Fabia comes and does the interview as well, you're like, wait, what's going on, yo, when Diego fights, Fabia talks so much, and listen, we're all used to corners being different levels of vocal, right? Different corners take different approaches, you know? Some people have got different codes. Some people don't really say that much at all, right? During the rounds, they'll do their talking, you know? But it seems they're confident their fighter, you know, knows what to do after the training camp and all of that. But Fabia just, when you listen to the stuff he's saying, it's a little nonsensical, you know what I mean? You're just like, it makes no sense. He's talking weird shit, especially, you know, when it comes to um, Sanchez being caught in something, right? Some of the things Fabia calls out for him to do, you're just like, wait, what the fuck is he saying? So, everything really screams that Fabio is there to promote himself, to get camera time, to get shine, 
right? He is riding on the coattails of Diego Sanchez. And it just has not helped the fighter one little bit. For someone that, you know, has numerously times said, you know, he's a coach. There's no other fighters, right? There's no other fighters with Fabia. You know, for, for someone, you know, who is a coach, when you oftentimes you speak to other coaches, they'll talk about their other fighters who aren't in the UFC. You know, they'll they'll try and put the shine on them and be like, hey, yeah, you know, in this camp, you know, we brought in blah 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 blah. They were a big help, you know, and we're hoping, you know, hey, if they get the opportunity, they're gonna really shine in the octagon. You know, Fabio has no one, has no one. So you're kind of like, oh, what's happening here? What are you doing? And then there's been the incident, there's been so many confrontations where Fabio has gone up to people demanding that they, hey, you know, <laughs> put respect on his name. One of the big incidents was when he gave over to Matt Sarah and Dean Thomas on Fight Island, which was just, just insane. And, um, yeah. Matt Sarah don't play, <laughs> so it was hilarious, but yeah, he's scheduled to fight Cerrone, and as, you know, as they do, fighters have to do the medicals, and sometimes they've got to do extra medicals, but for some weird reason, Fabia asked for every single piece of medical documentation the UFC had on Sanchez which that's a weird move right if you know Sanchez's medical provider asked for that you'd think okay that makes sense but for the coach who has no medical background it seems like a weird thing to do it's a weird thing to do. You know, and when there was a request for um, Sanchez to confirm his health, you know, like, now, he he had a lawyer kind of comment, and the lawyer said something along the lines of, um, as far as, you know, Diego can't answer that question, and I can't answer that question because neither of us are doctors. And you'd be like, but you see a doctor, right? You go to a doctor, I'd have fall. So you can answer that question. You can say, listen, at his last medical, everything was fine, you know? Uh, he hasn't been experiencing any, you know, side effects or anything like that. You can answer like that, but to, to be like, oh, well, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know. We can't say. That's weird, right? It, you kind of get the sense that something's been going on, right? Whether it's... um. Dizziness, nausea, 
double B, who knows, but you get the sense there has been something, right, and so they're, they're looking for a, um, a way to, I don't know, get the UFC to pay for, you know, some sort of treatment or something, which is weird, right, it's super weird, considering the UFC are doing, you know, a load of study into brain injuries, you know, they announced at the beginning of the year that they're doing some new research with mushrooms, so if Diego really had symptoms, if he just went and said, listen, this has been going on, could I get in on that John Hopkins trial, I'm sure that's something that would happen, right, so it's weird, really weird, what the fuck is going down, but because of all of this, Diego is no longer in the UFC, and um, yeah, don't blame him, right, because if someone comes, you ask a question and someone comes with a non-answer, that speaks volumes, right, and to put that person in a fight, aid, you would be concerned, right, you would be concerned at what might go down, so yeah, you, you can't, you can't put them in a fight, you know, and Diego had said that this, the fight with um Cerrone would be his last fight anyway, so yeah, makes sense, right, have to go, now, what is then weird is Diego puts on his, on his social free at last, and you think, wait, what, what are you talking about, you had wanted a new contract, you wanted a new, you recently signed a new contract, like, if you were unhappy, why did you do that? There was talk of him going into left way, which you just be like, oh no, right, that, that was a horrible, horrible idea, like head butts, uh, you know, bare knuckles, just, ugh, but the fact that Diego can't really take a good shot now, like, Add headbutts and kicks on the ground. Like, no. No, no. That's not a good idea. But, yeah. Signed a new contract. So, it's weird to then take the stance that, hey, I was so unhappy. I was a prisoner. Now I'm free. It, it's weird. But, there's nothing about these last few years that you can't. You can't say it was just weird in general. So, you, you didn't think that Diego Sanchez's, you know, long stint in the UFC would turn into this joke? This laughing matter? But unfortunately, that's the way it went. That's the way it went, man. 
And you got to say, that's down to Joshua Fabia. So for a dude that was clout chasing like a little Instagram influencer, you know what I mean? For someone that wanted his name out there so much, so badly, Joshua Faber, stand up and take a bow, because your name is out there right now, but more of as a, a leech, a parasite, a joke, okay, not as anything else, not as a good coach, a, a stable influence on an old veteran fighter, no, you are a pariah and a disgusting human being. So, hey, well done. You have really done wonders for Diego's career. You should be proud. So we just got some news, which I think makes so much sense. And it is something I was hoping to hear. Right, and this is from Stipe Miocic. So he was on the um, Pat Matt McAfee um, podcast, right? And um, he had a conversation with Pat, and he said he was looking to bulk up. And yo, that makes so much sense, right? And it's what you want to hear. If there's going to be a trilogy fight. Now. A trilogy fight. Yes. I, I think Steve A deserves it. You know. Because they're 1-1. You know. They're 1-1. So yeah. A third fight makes sense. But. If Steve A was going to. I don't know. Make no real changes from that first situation. I wouldn't want to really see that fight. Because it wouldn't go any other way. But the fact that he's saying he's going to put on, well, hope to put on 20 pounds. Yo, that's some sensible shit. Right? Because Stipe came in at 234. 234. Which was crazy. I believe Francis was... um, like 20 pounds more I think No I think he was even more than that Right Because I think Francis was very close To the um, To the limit Right because remember the limit for heavyweight Is 265 Right so For Stipe to give away So much weight It was just a bit like Yo Yo, that makes no sense, man. What what are you doing? Right? Why would you um come in so light? Right? And we saw what happened. The O Stipe couldn't move Francis. He in the first fight, the weight disparity wasn't as big. I think it was maybe eleven pounds or something like that, right? And Stipe was able to take Francis down But in that last fight Couldn't Could not Move Francis Now 
obviously, right? I I kind of would say that Francis has been he's been learning. You know, he he went away, he trained his ass off. You know, he's been working with Kamara and um yeah, his takedown defense was going to improve for sure. But Stipe couldn't move him at all. Couldn't move him. And that's because the size was so crazy. The difference, right? So, um, yeah, Francis weighed 263 pounds. So, yeah, you know what I mean? I think, yeah, there was, it was nearly 30 pounds difference. It's way too much. Way too much. Now, I think if Stipe had crazy knockout power, I think maybe that would be fine because, you know, that weapon is there. You know, he, he could dance around and maybe catch him. But Stipe, he can put you away for sure. But he hasn't got the lights out knockout power that Francis has. So it was just a bit like, ooh. Yeah, you need to put on a bit more weight, and that's what he's looking to do. He wants to come in at a kind of 250. That's what he's thinking. Um, I think coming in at 250, that changes things. Now, I, I don't know if that makes him win the fight, but it definitely... Makes it a, a an evener playing field. So, yeah. I think that's really intelligent of Stipe. And the fact being, right, because Francis is probably going to be fighting Derek Lewis next. So, I think they're saying Derek Lewis in June. I think that's the targeted time. And then maybe... They can get the John Jones situation sorted out, and that could take place in August, September, which then would mean possibly another fight in December or January, right? That could work, and that probably is enough time for Stipe to put on the weight, and also, you know. Chill with his wife But she's just about to drop Stipe too Or no they've already got One don't they so this would be Stipe Three so yeah You know Sensible things and things that you want To hear so hey hey, Let's uh, You know let's see what happens Right and We might get that Rematch we might well get that rematch. But I guess the thing it does determine, depend on even, if Francis keeps the belt. Right? Because if, if Lewis wins or John wins, then everything changes. So, yeah, let's see what the hell happens. The weighings are now done. And, um, things are kind of set, right? But there was drama. There was definitely drama at the wings and the face-offs, okay? So, 
Um, our main event is a go. Uh, Dominic Reyes, he came in at 205 and a half pounds, which is fine. And Yuri Prokochus came in at 204. So definitely fine, right? Now with the co-main event, Cub Swanson, 145 and a half pounds, right? And Giga Daisy, he was on the, the limit, 146 pounds. Everything is all gravy, people. Problem is, a couple of fighters did miss. Yes. So, um, Luna Carolina, you know, so she's scheduled to um, fight Pollyanna Botello. Okay, which, uh, yeah, you know, that's all gravy. That's all fine. Uh, but Botatello, she weighed 125 and a half pounds, which, boom, absolutely fine. Carolina, now remember, flyweight, so, you know, there's a limit of 126. Carolina came in at 128 and a half pounds, so two and a half pounds over the allocation. And if I remember correctly, this isn't the first time that she struggled to make the weight, which is a shame. It is a big shame, but Botello has agreed to take the fight. It's going to be a catchweight fight, and um, Carolina will be giving up, uh, I believe it is 20% of her purse. Now, someone else missed weight, right? So we were gonna have Jonathan Pierce against Gabriel Benitez, but Benitez missed weight, and Benitez missed weight, right? He missed weight, not as bad as. Uh, Oh, was it Rafael Fayez or Alves who recently missed it by 11 pounds? No, it wasn't that crazy, but it still, it wasn't good, right? So Benitez, he was dropping down, right? He was dropping down to featherweight um, because he's fought at lightweight in his last two fights, right? So lightweight, 155, featherweight, 145, Benitez, 150 and a half, oh my gosh, so yeah, he basically weighed in between both weight classes, like, not good, you know, four and a half pounds over the limit, four and a half pounds over the limit, so then you have to think to yourself, what is he going to weigh on fight night, right? What would he have walked into the cage at um, if that fight had gone on? Because Jonathan Pierce was just like, yeah, no, I'm not taking that fight. And I do not blame him, right? Yes, he would have got 30% of Benitez's purse, 
But really, that's not enough. It's not enough, right? Because, listen, we saw the weight difference and what that meant when it came to um, Francis Ngannou against Stipe, right? Stipe couldn't move Francis. Now, this isn't a 20-pound, well, a 30-pound weight difference, right? But four and a half pounds and whatever the extra would be on fight night, there is a big difference in that, right? I mean, listen, I've said it before. When you look at Gillian Robertson, you know, 125 pounds. But when she fights girls that are bigger than her, it's different when it comes to the grappling. And they're, they're not girls that missed weight, right? They're not, now, they, they come in heavier than her into the fight, yes. But it's, you know, not the same as if they'd missed weight. So when that, you can clearly see that. Affects a fight So imagine what this would do And listen We've always seen it Fighter misses weight They win a fight For the most part The one that misses Usually wins It doesn't really Affect them in that much Of a negative way You know They they don't get a fight of the night bonus Or performance of the night bonus but they they still move up in the rankings. So, yeah, why take that fight? If it was half a pound, if it was a pound, yeah, you'd be like, fine, I'll take the fight. Yeah, I can understand why Botticello, she would take her fight. I mean, it was, it was two and a half pounds. It's not the best situation, but it could be... I mean, it could be this, right? So, I mean, Jonathan Pierce, you can imagine, he's, he's, you know, he trained. He was ready. Pierce made way. You know what I mean? Pierce did what he was meant to do. He made way. Benitez, he fucked up. So, listen, I do not blame Pierce for not taking the fight. Um, Hopefully... You know, they can find a fight for him, you know, on one of the upcoming cards. You know, that would be good if that could happen. But I, I think something more needs to be done, right? 30%, I think you might have to lose most of your... If the thing was that you you lost, let's say, 60% of your purse... I think we'd see a lot of people not missing weight anymore or just fights get cancelled. You know, suddenly they'd become ill. But, yeah, I, I, I think it, it would change a lot. So maybe that's the thing. Now, this wasn't all the drama. There was more. Right, so after the weigh-ins, they do the face-off. And um, everything seemed fine. Until, yeah, until we got to uh, the, where is it on the card, the, the feature bout, right, 
the bout before the co-main. That's the feature bout. And so this is Ion Kutalabra against Dustin Jacoby. Now both made weight, by the way. Jacoby 205, Kutalaba 206. So both both came. Jacoby shook hands with Dana. Kutalaba shook hands with Dana. Both smiling. Everything seemed fine. I I don't remember if they shook hands themselves. But, you know, it was like, okay, square up. And all of a sudden, right, someone who had been smiling, shook hands with everyone, was happy. Kutalaba, out of nowhere, just grabbed Jacoby by the back of the neck, right? And then suddenly, yeah, boom, everyone, like, had to get split up. Because he didn't just release it. You know, it was just like, wait, what the fuck is going on? You know, so it got split up. Nothing happened. But it was kind of crazy. Kind of crazy. And I, I'd seen some people comment about it. Be like, oh, yeah, if that fight doesn't happen, Dana's for blame. Right? He'll, he wants to throw Sean Shelby under the bus. Daniel's to blame. And I'm like, yo, you look at that one. That was out of nowhere. Right? It was lit. Both smiling. So there was no animosity coming in. Where you would be like, okay. Don't, don't get in each other's face. Right? It, it was just out of nowhere. And they got split up then straight away. So... That was a weird situation, and I would say no one is really to blame for that, because you just didn't see it coming, right? Every All the other fighters, no issue, no issue at all, and some of them weren't even smiling when they squared up. I'm like, I have no clue what was going from Kutalaba's head, because didn't need to do it. Didn't need to do it. And uh, it might have been a very, very bad mood. Because I imagine Jacoby now really wants to fuck him up. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see the repercussions tomorrow night, people. But, yes, that's the weigh-ins. Um... We lose one fight, so I believe that's 11 fights on the card. Fingers crossed. Uh, no no issues, you know, overnight. And, um, yeah, we're going to get a fun, fun card tomorrow. And it just means, I'm assuming, things are going to start a little bit later. So I believe, if I remember correctly... It was due to start at 12 a.m. in the UK, which would mean, um, yeah, it, it would mean it would probably start maybe 12.30, you know what I mean, probably, it's usually a little bit later when you miss one fight, so uh, yeah, still looking forward to this, no, so I think we must have had 13 fights, because we still got 12, 12 fights, people, UFC on East ESPN 23. One more sleep. Okay, people. So, we've reached the end of another episode. And, um, yeah. 
No, a lot of news, to be honest, people. You know what I mean? It's on the quiet side, but we have a couple of things um, from Bellator and one bit of UFC. So next Friday, it's Bellator 258. And um, a couple of fights um, have changed. Okay, so uh, firstly, unfortunately, Bryce Logan has suffered an injury. So um, he is out of his fight with Alan Omar. And uh, no replacement is being sought. So that is off the card. Uh, James Gallagher You know we knew he was out of his fight with Patchy Mix So um, Albert Morales is stepping in on short notice To um, yeah fight Mix on the card And over in the UFC Bruno Silva is stepping in on short notice to fight Victor Rodriguez on the 22nd of May. So, people, that is it. Now, we will be back on Monday to uh, go over everything that went down at LFA 106 and UFC on ESPN 23. So, enjoy the fights this weekend, people, and we'll see you on Monday. Peace.